Hello and welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast with your hosts, Tyler W. Moore and Christopher Strong. That's right. Welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. I am Tyler. And I am Chris. And today we're going to be talking about some films by a director a few of you might know about. His name is uh, Tim Burton. And the three films we're talking about today are Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands, and Ed Wood. There was quite the uh, there was quite the pool to choose from for Tim Burton. Uh, I think this has been on the list for a very long time, as far as, uh, or I guess it's just like probably a couple years at least. And you know it's it's hard it's hard to pick movies, and I feel like we wanted to go more so for you know staples of his rather than like it would have been easy to choose batman you know <laughs> but yeah i uh is anybody wondering why we're not doing nightmare, uh, nightmare for christmas <laughs> <laughs> i certainly hope not i feel yeah. like the fun facts pages have worn out the <laughs> the fun facts on that one at least one would hope so maybe you have to hope so you know you ever um, know <laughs> the uh you know, Henry Selleck's another one that is on the list, though, that we got to do at some point. Yeah, three years from now. <laughs> Apparently, <Yeah. laughs> that's our that's our goal. <laughs> hey, man, there's still time for Robert Rodriguez to not happen. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying, we uh, we that was I think we promised that in our first episode, and it still hasn't happened yet. It's our next episode, but it still technically hasn't happened yet. Yeah. It's going to happen. It'll, it'll happen eventually, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're probably not going to get super into the rest of his career. We're, we're mainly focusing on these, on these, you know, these glory years here. I haven't watched a Tim Burton movie. Whew. I uh, think... Let me guess. I could probably... Uh, Sweetie Todd. No. No? Dark Shadows was the last one I watched. Oh, I forgot. What, oh, yeah, I forgot about Dark Shadows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I forgot, I forgot they exist. I bet you, I bet you probably does, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope he wishes it did exist. <laughs> it's, like, I, I'm not going to pass judgment on anything that he's done currently. Like, nothing he's done recently has been anything I've really been interested in seeing, uh, per se. So I can't really speak to their quality or anything like that, but um, I definitely think like the the late eighties through the nineties are probably his glory years. At least I got a few really good movies out of it, out of his uh, glory years. Yeah, and I mean he's he's also made good stuff since then too. Um, but let's go ahead. Want to want to just go ahead and get into Beetlejuice? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I want to ask you something about Beetlejuice here. Yeah. Have you, or did you watch the animated TV show? I didn't, but uh, my DVD has episodes of it, <laughs> and I oh, highly really? considered watching them, yeah. <laughs> I remember watching it as a kid, and then and then watching the live action, you know, the, the movie, right? Yeah. I should say live action movie, it's, it's the movie it's based <laughs> off of, right? The actual movie. And yeah. uh, I'm like... The first question I had watching the movie is, who the hell are these two guys? These are the the the, the husband and the wife. Yeah. Can They're I, not in the TV show. When did you 
when did you first see the movie Beetlejuice? Oh gosh, I don't know. Maybe I was like 12, 13 at the most. Like see, I definitely saw this early in my life. You were present for the first time I watched it. Yeah, I was. I, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, that like cuz it had been something that I was always up for seeing, but like it was never a- immediately available to me when I would have been in the mood to watch it. My experience with Beetlejuice up until then was there was like there was some it was on a few Warner Brothers like tapes. They'd have promos f- heavily featuring Beetlejuice <laughs> and uh, they'd, they'd use quotes of his uh, in between whatever the narrator was saying to really, you know, uh, really spice up uh, how good of a deal it was. What do you think of that? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I always hate this. I hate this bumper so much. It's the like there's an advertisement right now for Fandango that is the most annoying thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, it's, is it the one it that feels like, like chops up a bunch of like little movie quotes and F is for fun and then they have a little quote thing and then they whatever F stands for this thing and it's like, you know, whatever. And it's just yeah, it's just like little little quotes from different movies. And it's just like God, I, I hate those kind of bumpers. I just it's in general I hate those bumpers. Yeah. That was all I knew Beetlejuice from. So I expected a lot more of that character uh going into it. Just speaking of like, you know, yeah, the who are these two and why are we following them for so long? Um I think he doesn't show up until like twenty minutes into the movie or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I was I was looking at it, I was like, How long is it gonna take for him to show up? Which honestly, like, wouldn't be that big of a surprise. Um, like, twenty minutes is like kind of a long time, but not that long. It's more so the fact that he's introduced, and then we do not see him again for a while. Yeah, he see, he, he calls them suckers, and then like the next thing you see him is uh... the commercial, and then the commercial. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching it, like, especially the first, like, so this is the second time I've seen it. Like, watching it for what it is, both times. Um, you know, it's a very fun movie, like right from the get go. There's, I mean, the, um, and obviously it's a, it's a, it's an early Tim Burton movie. It's very campy. Got nice, uh, some nice dark humor to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the production design is, a, is amazing in this thing. And it's like, yeah, these are just staples of, <laughs> of, you know, what he, uh, what he had done. Have you ever seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Oh yeah. Yeah. It, oh, that, yeah, yeah. that was like. That was a proto Tim Burton. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Uh, and like this is fully realized. Everything that every little thing from that movie that he was like slipping in is just f- fills this movie. Yeah, no, this movie just screams Tim Burton. Yes. Yeah, he has a very like specific style that uh, permeates in this entire film. I feel like other people might consider like a handful of other ones kind of like his like his staple movie, but I feel like this one is like the like has the most like auteur mark on it for sure. Did you recognize Alec Baldwin in this movie? Yes, I he, like he obviously looks way younger here, but I keep forgetting that it was. I kept like forgetting that it was Alec Baldwin the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> he's he doesn't like he's he's very uh he's a very bland character in this film. Yes, <laughs> which, which 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 is you know he's he's the he's the grounded character. He plays it well. Like he's like yeah. he's very funny in his part. Uh, and I mean, like, cause he's, he's supposed to be, yeah. um, kind of guys. like, yeah, like, yeah, just this very, like, very, like both of them are supposed to just be this very nice couple. Um, mm-hmm. almost out of like a, 
It's like, like these storybook characters and they get thrown into the ghost world, basically. Yeah, the, the uh, the book of the recently diseased. <laughs> Speaking of people that are in this movie, I saw Jeffrey Jones pop up and I thought, oh yeah, that guy's in a Pedophile. couple of these. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And no, he's, he's, yeah. It, it's like, it's one of those things. He's another one of them where like, he's in great movies and, you know, he's doing a good job in them. So it's like, I'm kind of able to forget for the time <laughs> that I'm watching the movie. He still shows up in things. Of course, it's never like anything that's going to make any money at all. But yeah, yeah people, people still some reason hire him for stuff. When I think this was uh, Winona Ryder's either her breakout role or her, like right after she had a breakout role. She was probably in a few things, but this is like, yeah, this is definitely a big one for her. And she's great. Like mm-hmm. this is this is the type of character that in any other movie I'd probably really hate because they'd be the dumb edgy kid. But like they they ride the line very well with her like she's a good charm to her yeah yeah she's she's a she's a sweet girl like when, when she's writing her suicide note <laughs> as i have fallen plummeted <laughs> <laughs> yeah no she's she's a very funny character and uh a good a good you know uh foil for everything that's going like a, like a good bridge between the two worlds almost mm-hmm. How could we not talk about Michael Keaton, uh, who is just absolutely great in here? Yeah, no, he's he's a, he's a gem. The only complaint is that there's not more of him. Yeah, no, I mean, I also feel like that, like you know, I don't know if more of him would have been good or not. I appreciate every single scene he's in. So yeah, I feel like we could have stood to have a little bit more, but he definitely could have been overplayed. It's the type of thing that can get very old, but he he does it so well. I think my favorite my favorite line he says is like when he's trying to like he's talking like he's talking to him in the miniature the first time and like, you know, he's like trying to just convince him to trust him and like he just like turns around, he's suddenly dressed the same. He's like, "We shop at the same store." <laughs> yeah, he just has the same clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the fact that like uh, when you see like when he, uh, he's gonna demonstrate how scary he is, you only see the back of his head, and you just have to imagine what the rest of his like face must have looked like. Yeah, whatever's coming out the sides. Which, by the way, I just love the stop motion stuff in this movie. Like, oh yeah, it's no, so see, good. Tim, like Tim Burton's like adding the stop motion into his films is a, it, it looks really it. It just fits so well with this films for some reason. Yeah, like any know. other movie would feel out of place, you know? Yeah, but I think these... it's, just, maybe it's just, I don't know what it is. Just like this, it's just the feeling of the movie itself in general is just, it just fits really well. Yeah. <laughs> it's great stuff, man. Um, one of, <laughs> I think another one of my favorite things that uh, Beetlejuice does is that he'll just like, he'll be like digging around for something and he'll just hand someone like a mouse or like, <laughs> or like snakes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> those are, like, always, like, those are some of my favorite moments in the movie. Don't wear the dowers on me. <laughs> like a snake or whatever. It's like, what do you do? <laughs> I, guess, I guess we're kind of going into a, uh, uh, you know, here's all the parts of the movie we really loved. Yes. One of my favorite parts, for some reason, that sticks in my head so much is the football team. Where yes. they keep calling her coach. They keep calling her coach, yes. <laughs> 
hey coach where's the boys where's the boys room it's like, <laughs> i'm not your coach not your he coach. lived he, he survived hey coach i don't think we survived the accident what gave it away <laughs> <laughs> she's also a great character oh yeah dude, she's great <laughs> the horror house was my idea <laughs> oscar that said that's not in the animated show the animated yeah. show really is just like beetlejuice who's like He's kind of a miscreep. He's not like a really necessarily a bad guy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely yeah. a bad guy in this movie. Oh gosh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he does like the amusement park thing with the uh two the, with the business guy and his wife. Just flings it into the ceiling. You never see him again. You have no idea what happened to them, by the way. Did they die? I don't know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love his goofy ass smile. The, the yeah. business guy has like his his like hands on his hips, or whatever. Like oh, like hey, hey what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's great stuff. I unfortunately I didn't take a whole lot of notes for Beetlejuice. I mean, it's a very like, it's very straightforward. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I guess I don't like really other note I have for this thing is that the the town model that he has is like really fascinating. Yeah, like, yeah. And um, I love the fact that when they're digging the grave, they keep with the fact that it's cardboard, so like they're digging through cardboard. Yeah. Much cheaper. It's a it's a fifteen million dollar movie. I think is what it was, and yeah. it it uh, it I don't know it, it uh, used all its money very very well. Yes, I think like only a million dollars went to special effects. Really? Yeah. Apparently, just go to Michael Keaton. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. No, this would have been before uh, Batman. So. Yep, it's a year before yeah. Batman. By the way, this guy. Like, this guy was cranking out the hits. Like, oh, it yeah. was Beetlejuice, Batman, Edward Scissorhands, Batman Returns, like, all in the span of a few years. Mm-hmm. No, it's a very cute, silly, fun movie. Not one I watch frequently, but it's extremely easy to enjoy. I would give it seven Jamies. I also wrote down seven, seven Jamies. And, yeah, this is one that, like, uh, I like to revisit every... I, I guess like every uh, I don't know do like every five to ten years or so. Yeah. And, and like it's, I it's... don't have an overwhelming urge to watch it like all that mm-hmm. frequently, but I mean it's been a couple years since the last time I've seen it, and th- this was the right time. I was very excited to sit down and watch it again. Oh yeah. So yeah, shall we speaking move of, on? Speaking of exciting, uh, let's talk about Edward Scissors hands. Edward Scissors hands's hands. I can't speak. Listen, pal. <laughs> so for this movie, the English language is not my my, my forte. All right. So for this movie, uh, Tim Burton decided to make a movie about an outcast. What about an outcast? <laughs> and That's this so one unusual for him. This one stars Johnny Depp. Who? Uh, this so this was the first time I've ever seen this. Oh, this is the first time. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, you were talking um, about that before. Yeah, yeah no, I. It's, it's something that, again, like, well, for a while, I was kind of put off by it. Like, I felt like the the people I knew who liked this movie um, were not people I shared tastes with. <laughs> that was kind of my perception of it for a while. And then, like, I think, you know, I think you told me you liked it. And I heard it. I heard enough good things from other people that I was like, you know what? Let's give Edward Scissorhands a chance. Yeah, this was... Uh... Definitely during like a good prime uh, Johnny Depp uh, era, like and again you know, the movie that looks like a Tim Burton film. 
Yeah. Uh, let's just say it for all of them. Actually, no, that's your. Actually, no, take that back. Uh, let's just say that for Edward, Edward Scissor's hands. Um, which I can't. I just can't. Edward Scissor hands. Is it? Is it S? Scissors. I don't think it's scissors. I think it's scissor hands. Scissor hands. Okay, whatever. Edward scissor hands. The town itself looks like a uh, like a model set. And you know, it starts off with the mom going through and like trying to sell Avon, which of course, of course, she's trying to sell Avon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love like she goes to different people's people and it's like, uh, I don't know if I what her name was, uh, Becky, Peck, whatever it was. Uh, like, you don't sell to me. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see you later <laughs> see yeah, that's you later. right You've, yeah she's like oh the stuff that you already have like i you know i don't have anything and it's not gonna work yeah you're right <laughs> yeah i love all like the busybody housewives like the, like it really it really fills out the like the neighborhood cast really well like all of them are you know like they're all very unique characters in their own way but like they all have the same <laughs> they, they all do the same thing like god they they, they like they make me laugh but they also they piss me off so <laughs> yes much. like so often it's like oh my god I, I hate you i hate you all for what you're doing right now oh yes like the one thing that's very confusing for me is just like i, I don't understand what the attraction was to him for oh yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, listen, they're they're all lonely housewives, I guess, and you like know. two, like you know, like the daughter <laughs> had the appropriate reaction, which was to scream at fucking Freddy Krueger <laughs> <laughs> showing up in her house, um, and you know, like because I think like this movie best represents. And listen, I have like honestly nothing else but good things to say about this movie. Um, but this movie represents a problem that I have with a lot of Tim Burton movies I've seen, where there's a lot of really good ideas, um, a lot of things happen, but the movie feels very hollow in the end. Like, I don't understand most, like, the characters are, like, seem, you know... Cartoonish? Well, it's like, yes, in a way, because it's like, I just don't really understand what any of them want, or why they do anything, and what the movie Most was. Most of them are losers. Like what the movie's about. <laughs> yeah, it's about a guy comes to town, changes. It's a, the about town a guy and... with scissor hands. Like, yeah, it's not you know, it's not about anything else. <laughs> and it's like, by the way, you know who uh, designed those scissor hands? Who did? Stan Winston. That makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. his his like his look before he like puts on people clothes. He looks like he's out of a Nine Inch Nails video. <laughs> I love the makeup job that the mom tries to do on him, just just like caking on all. She's this just product. trying all these different things, and one of them like makes the scars pop out more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, listen, lady, it's not the product that's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> like you're the problem. I can't figure out if I like the dad a lot or not. <laughs> I kind of love the dad. <laughs> like, like, I love that he like keeps he just like he just accepts. He just accepts everything that's happening pretty much. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. And then yeah, he pretty much has like a hey sport attitude about about everything. Yeah. Like, it's kind of great. I I wrote I wrote down. Uh, these are two notes right beside each other. I do like how everyone embraces his talents. Oh, now they don't. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, he like you know he uh, makes the T Rex first with other bushes. Yeah, and then like everyone, like I like how the entire neighborhood just has like a variety of things that he's made. <laughs> yeah. yeah, every like every house has like a special thing out in their yard. All those poor dogs, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, poodles already like aren't aren't great looking in the first place. I was very concerned when he turned and he looked at the dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was one. This is Vincent Price's last role. Yes. that he was doing. And so it's kind of sad that he dies in this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's, he was like, like oh. I remember seeing Vincent Price in the opening credits and thinking like, yeah, I like that. I like that. He's the inventor. That's fun. Yeah. No, he's great. Uh, I like when he's pulling like the, the hands over to him and it's just like this really, but just, just such a bizarre, the whole movie's bizarre. But yes. Just, that scene in particular is bizarre with the movie itself. <laughs> yeah. Like he just, <laughs> he like just slumps like forward. Oh, yeah. Then he dies. I just say, yeah, that's it. It's like, oh, he's dead now. <laughs> Does his body get buried, or do he just stay there? That's what I was wondering. Like, well, because it's like this <laughs> is a movie. Like walk by, there's like a, there's a skeleton because on the ground. <laughs> the thing, the thing about this one is because of what I mentioned before. It's like you have to enjoy it in a way where it's just like, yeah, it's about a guy with fucking scissor hands, and like you don't ask questions because my biggest question, the first question I thought of, which I had to immediately dismiss was what did edward eat oh yeah he doesn't eat though he's artificial anyhow so he he probably doesn't have any actual body so yeah he's actually like he's completely like he's not human at all yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay see i didn't i yeah. i wasn't sure yeah no he's like uh just totally artificial that's why, that's why like his he doesn't age at the yeah, end oh, of the movie okay. like he ends up uh you know doing the, the that's right thing. yeah yeah i yeah. forgot i i wasn't I wasn't and, and, sure if I should interpret that as him not aging or if that was just like her, know. her dream or hope. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 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 No, I, I like the fact that like this whole neighborhood has started snowing every year and like no one notices, I guess that the snow is coming from a window. Yeah. The fucking like, <laughs> like exploding out of this house. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, it's like, it's, it's weird fairy tale kind of feeling to it, but it's yeah. like, I don't know, man. <laughs> that was pretty weird. My favorite part of the whole movie, though, is uh, is both bits with the waterbed. <laughs> I immediately, like, as soon as, like, he got near it and it started wobbling, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and the second one just starts stabbing it over and over and over. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I didn't know what to expect, and, you know, it's a good flick, you know? I would probably, like, if I had to give it a rating, I'd probably call it a 6.5. You know, I definitely see why people like it. Yeah, no, this is, this is one that, like, I my dad put on one day, and I was, like, just intrigued by the whole... This, I think this might have been before I really was introduced to, like, what Tim Burton is all about. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's really bizarre if you don't know what you're going into. Um, and I think this was definitely, this had to been after I watched Pirates of the Caribbean. Cause my dad, I think my dad was like, Oh, that's uh there's Johnny Depp. And I was like, what? <laughs> that is, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I uh, give this, I give this about a six. 
uh, six Jamies. Um, you know, it, it's it's interesting. It's enjoyable. You know, as some it has, it's just a fascinating imagine imagination going on in this whole film. Um, yeah. Just again, another one of those. It just it just feels like Tim Burton. You know, the, the yes. stop motion stuff in there with the with the factory. You know. Yeah. It's like, this is probably like, this is, this, this, I feel like is the one that people would point to. I'd point to Beetlejuice over this one, but like definitely. Yeah. This one, another I can understand one to rank up there. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it, he definitely made a mark on it. And, um, yeah, this is a, this is a kind of a part of that Batman sandwich, <laughs> like yeah. right between two Batman movies. Do you want to move on to, uh, Edward? Boy, would I. Um, yeah, I just, I know that uh, you've said before this is like your least favorite Tim Burton film. You think that it's just the just the worst thing he's ever made. Can't believe I'm, we're watching this for this podcast. I'm cutting that. I'm cutting that out <laughs> <laughs> because this is by far like by a long by a mile <laughs> like my favorite Tim Burton movie. Um, I think you and I are in total agreement on this film. I, mean, I, I can't remember if it was you that told me to watch this film or yes. somebody else told me to watch this. Film. It was, was you. Okay. And I remember like watching and just be like, ah, this is great. I love everything. <laughs> yes. Because it's like, you know, I wasn't sure what to expect, you know, uh, keeping an eye on the, the bad movie community. Uh, you know, you obviously hear about plan nine and Ed Wood and, uh, I thought like, oh, is this just going to kind of be like a movie making fun of him or, you know, like, what is this going to be? This is, you know, this is almost like a similar type of thing to uh, Disaster Artist, except a lot more um, almost kind of that fairy tale aspect again uh, to it again, you know, it's except less happy ending to it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I want to like just start out by saying, you know, Johnny Depp is great in this one. I love how chipper he plays Ed Wood. Like he's, you know, he's just this like he plays him like a happy kid. <laughs> you know, he's just stoked on what he's doing, even though what he's doing is uh, a trash. Yeah. Absolute he's, garbage. <laughs> he's able to kind of spin it in a way. It's like it's almost like it would it would almost make me hate him if he wasn't so like if he wasn't so damn charming about it <laughs> you know they play he plays him as a very very likable person yes and i yeah i'm sure in real life he was probably like the worst thing to deal with i i'm not sure cuz i know like obviously it's very fictionalized like it takes major events of um ed's life and kind of like forms them into a narrative he didn't meet anyone the way he meets them in this movie basically yeah they, they didn't show uh his first wife they only showed they only showed his girlfriend his first wife i think it's like during their rap party for one of the films he just like suddenly brings out a cake and then like everyone is at the wedding <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's that's um, that seems like it should have been a scene out of this movie like <laughs> yeah no it really should have been and um she also had no idea that he cross-dressed and yeah. uh when she did uh she ran out screaming oh, um man. apparently and so that that relationship i think lasted like a year or so things what i read um yeah. i had to do i was doing some research on redwood just because i, I want to get more 
uh, more about the guy. Yeah. I was like, so I I did that. I read about him a lot, and then I decided to uh, watch Plan Nine finally. Oh, really? Finally watch it. Well, it's on YouTube for free in yes. case anyone wants to watch it. Um, I can just say right now that he, uh, Tim Burton, uh, matched the look of uh, Plan Nine beautifully. <laughs> like just the costume set pieces everything was exactly the way that it looks in the film where's the cockpit where's the cockpit just, set you're standing in it you're standing in it oh god it and by the way yes it looks as bad as you think it does in the picture <laughs> the actual picture um i i it's always amazing to me sometimes like when hollywood finds people who look exactly or like pretty freaking close to people that they're playing yeah and just like again like you know for the most part, there's a couple. Of, there's a couple of characters that are like wrong technically, like in yeah. the, the the costuming, but like the guy who plays Lobo, yeah, is exactly on with the guy. With George actual, the with Animal actual Steel, Lobo. yeah, yeah. Just he he looks exactly like him. It sounds exactly like him. Has the exact same like. It's so weird. Inability to speak English. I, I watch him and I forget that, like, it's not the guy. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. No, he's, like, he's, he's absolutely perfect it's like obviously i never forget johnny depp and bill murray are who they are yeah i mean they obviously do a good job playing their characters but like that guy especially is just like geez louise he is he is <laughs> yeah he is that character he's he's spot on <laughs> there it is well the the uh jeffrey is it jeffrey jones i think his name, his name was again right yeah 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 uh, yeah so he plays you know the the psychic and uh grism and uh yeah that was also another one that like he just like nailed the part exactly yes. like so just watching again why what when you watch plan nine the his line delivery is, is like i think they they must have like he must have done a great study on this on this guy because oh for sure can this all the, of them are doing like great great work mm-hmm. so it's just it's matching up with the cadence of people's way that they speak is just incredible which of course brings us to Martin Landau as Bela Lugosi. Like, oh my god. Oh, the worst one, probably. I mean, did not deserve the Academy Award and the Golden Globe and the whatever else he got. I forgot what else he got. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I know, dude. dude. Oh my god. I know. It's so but, good. Like, like, it's... It's like, this is Bela Lugosi, right? Why are you buying a coffin? I'm planning on dying soon. <laughs> like, just his, his story in this movie. Like, because I, like, when I watched this for the first time, I didn't know the things played out this way. Um, you know, you think it of, makes a lot of sense that it did. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, like, you no, think of it, Bela Lugosi as this like iconic horror actor, like, um, about, like this, like when his career, you know, came to a halt basically. Yeah. yeah. Then like, it's like, Oh yeah, nothing really happened with him after that. Well, cause it, oh. like, because he <laughs> did have such a long, like, you know, fruitful career while it lasted. And then, boom gone like uh it's it's heartbreaking like because i remember the first time watching the movie like really wanting you know like really focusing on ed and then like the next like every time i've watched it since then i always focus on on bela's story and like there are parts of it man that make me tear up like it's (laughs) the um the part where like his like during his like suicide attempt basically where like the like, it kind of collapses into the chair, and then, like, the the Dracula music starts playing. Like, oh, it fucking kills me. Like, 
Yeah, that's something else I like. Danny Elfman did a great job. He on. didn't do this uh, movie. What? Yeah, this he one didn't? was not Danny Elfman. What? Howard Shore. Howard Shore. Okay, that makes sense. That's another, that's another great composer, right? That there. was like because I remember the first time I watched it, I saw like music by Howard Shore, and I was like, not. Danny Elfman, huh? And every time I watch it, like, I remember, oh, yeah, he didn't do the music for this one and thinking, like, you know what? Probably a good, like, Danny Elfman probably would have done, like, some, like, he probably would have done something similar to this where he would would have made it sound like an old movie of, the, of like, of that era. But, you know, on the off chance that he wouldn't have, I'm so glad that this doesn't have like the like the regular Tim Burton, Danny Elfman type score. Yeah, and this is like we're now starting to say something about uh, the look of the film. So while like, you know, there are like a lot of Burton esque feelings to it. Yeah. I I would argue that like it's one of the least feeling Tim Burton films. Yeah. This, um, I would call this Tim's most mature movie. Because it like it it shows so much restraint as far as like like it's not it's not this big wacky thing, you know, he didn't turn it into that. Like it's it's campy in all the right ways. Like it was definitely like he needed to make this movie for sure. But it's you know, it stands on its own as a very good uh representation of Ed Wood's life. The, there's the scene in the fair where they do the where they do the spook house and they basically ride through a Tim Burton movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's including stuff a little bit in there, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's like the I always see that scene. And I'm like, because yeah, like the little coaster comes out, uh, a little car comes out and I'm like, yeah, here we go. Outside of that. Yeah, no. And it's like I, for, I forgive him for that one. That's the one place where it's especially like okay to have it at um there's so many quotable moments in this movie they're so great where he where he uh where he meets lobo and movies like the mickey mouse <laughs> do my toes <laughs> i liked uh whenever he he meets uh, orson wells yes um and vincent d'onofrio is very obviously not the one talking yeah, yeah, no, that's, uh... Maurice LaMarche, yeah. Yeah, Maurice LaMarche, uh, who, uh, you know, does a pretty good job on his Orson Welles impression. Yeah. It's understandable why they switched it out. I would have been curious to hear what Vincent would have sounded like. I feel like he's still pretty salty about that one, from, uh, from what I've heard. But, you know, yeah, whatever. I mean, he, uh, yeah, you know what? It turned you know what, out Vincent, good. You've, you've been in, uh, a billion... Uh, great, great shows and films. So whatever, man, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> you have one where your voice isn't quite there. Listen, you you had the mannerisms to all down though perfectly. So yeah. whatever. Like he, he felt like he was high and mighty. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> How Very do you emphasize the in and in July? <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna kill you! <laughs> just up to the fucking glass and beat the shit. You out of just you. did it. In and in. Oh god, yeah. No, we we I think we've beaten that one to death a little bit here. <laughs> But I have five days to shoot this picture. Don't get goofy on me. You're talking about uh, Bill Murray, by yes. the way. Some of that, like, you know, it's obvious it's Bill Murray the whole time. Yeah. But the I also really so like great. it. I like his character so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mexico was a horrible disaster. <laughs> <laughs> he has, like, the, he has the mariachi band. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> like, I have n- what is the story? Yeah, they what give you no here? context for what that means, and I love it. <laughs> Do you reject Satan and all of his evils? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, they're, when they're like trying to get the money from the church and everything, yeah, they have to all be baptized. And... <laughs> I don't think I've walked on to a single set in probably the last 10 years <laughs> without without at least one time saying let's shoot this fucker <laughs> and i i'm i'm very glad that uh you, you said that like burton was the one who had to make this film and it it's very i think i feel like that's very very true yeah because like i'm really i'm just i'm really happy that he did and did such a great job showing him off apparently like two years after edward's death is whenever he became like the cult uh like became a, a popular cult uh, yeah. artist, and it's like another one of those. You're like, ah, oh, just a few more years would have done it. Yeah, it's like unfortunately, yeah, he, Damn it. he, you know, like fell. Like I mean, he, I think he was already a, like an alcoholic by the time he was making Plan Nine. But like, yeah, he he and his uh, he and his wife were apparently uh, very violent alcoholics. Yeah, and would constantly trash places up, get kicked out, go someplace else, wouldn't pay their rent, get kicked out again, go place someplace else. Like, it was just a constant, uh, uh, just that over and over again. And so, yeah, again, it's what I was saying, like, it, it ends on a very sad note. Yeah. Like, he ends up, I think, yeah, right after Plan 9, pretty much just went into pornography and, yeah, very, very uh, disappointing. Yeah, I, I can't remember if it was just, like, it was just pornography the whole time or if it was just, like, right after that's when he had to go to it, but... I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't think he like necessarily actually did porn until after plan nine. How I think much, how much writing up. is there? How much writing do you need? Do you need a writer for porn? <laughs> do you need one? <laughs> it's so funny too, because he was still trying to like pass them off as like monster movies. <laughs> <laughs> the part where the set shakes, <laughs> like Lobo <laughs> runs into the set. Yeah. <laughs> it, in actuality, Lobo would have to suffer with that every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This grind's obviously fake. It's a movie. <laughs> Have you ever heard of suspension yes. of disbelief? That's what, that's what it was. <laughs> hey, there's cops. We don't have a permit. Run. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I can't say enough good things about it. I mean, like, I think if I had one, I mean, it's not even really a criticism because it's still good, but it's like once Bela dies, it, you know, we move on to the plan nine stuff and it's not quite as interesting. Like their relationship is definitely the high point of the movie for me, but it's like a lot of people are there for the plan nine stuff. So, you know, uh, get yourself a good group of friends. is basically the, the whole, yeah. uh, the moral of the story here, you know, who will, who will go into uh, freezing cold water and fight an octopus. <laughs> Act like they're being attacked by an octopus at yeah. four in the morning. <laughs> at four ah! in the morning. <laughs> and a guy forgets to get the motor. <laughs> like, oh, my God. We, we've all had those moments, too. Oh, on yes. Set where something happens, you're just like, well. Fake it. Fig- we'll figure it out. Here we go. <laughs> Is there anything I can get you? Goulash. I don't know how to make goulash. Make goulash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I, I can give I can easily give my Jamie rating for this film. Go for it. Just a uh, nine Jamies. Well. Uh, oh yeah. I. But, uh, 
You, you gonna one up me? Huh? It's I'm not. One? I'm gonna no? give also a nine, Jamie's, uh, because yeah. it's a it's a great story and. It's my favorite Tim Burton movie. I mean, I can't stress that enough. I think anybody who's interested in movies about making movies, like fucking go watch Ed Wood. It's so, it's so perfect. <laughs> and do not follow any of his advice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The, the, I always like, I, I forget every time uh, that like he gives away the lead role to, to the girl he meets at the bar. And yeah. then she doesn't have the money. <laughs> like, yep. I gave you a three hundred. I need the other sixty thousand. It's like <laughs> I gave you man, everything Ed, I have. All right. Well, uh, uh, what's uh, what's next on the slate here, buddy? I think it's Robert Rodriguez. But again, you know, yeah. that could, could be wrong. Change. We could be again, wrong. I can always change. Could be wrong. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, I don't think there's anything else to plug. I guess Dog Park will be coming out pretty soon. Dog Park Volume 1 will be available to buy. So keep an eye out for that um, on all of our Illumination Cinema pages. And uh, I I think that's it. I think that's all all we have to say. All right. That's all I have to say. Then uh, the only thing plugging here is my my, 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 my pie hole here and and saying goodbye. listening to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. For updates on this show and their other projects, get your parents' permission to go to IlluminationCinema.com.